What's up, Hyperfast Nation? On this episode of the show, we've got a big-time real estate producer, uh, leader of a real estate team in the D.C. area that in 2021 will do somewhere between 180 million to 200 in volume. Uh, looking to hopefully expand that going into 2022. Uh, it's also into uh, some really nice cars, so maybe we'll talk about that. Welcome to the show, Barack Sky. for uh, inviting me and and organizing this it's awesome yeah uh, so 180 million maybe 200 we'll yeah. see where the final number comes there's just like you never know what's gonna get pushed in December exactly. and I know you do a lot of new construction mm -hmm. builder work right yeah and we're waiting for CFOs for a couple buildings that are under contract yeah and uh, yeah DCRA is not the quickest especially holiday time of year <laughs> yeah dude we like if one one of these buildings gets clear to close and we can close them all this month then our volume will change by you know 10 million but like if not then they'll just be next year yeah that's crazy so you'll either like have an amazing december or you'll start off january green like <laughs> the top dc agent <laughs> right like for the first month i'm like yeah number one until uh yeah i forget uh the agent's name that sounds like the big Oh, price yeah. tag ones, you know, uh -huh. until they sell like one, one home. house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'll sell one house first quarter and be number one. So how how was uh twenty twenty one on the on the, the business side for you? I know it's kinda like the second year of, of pandemic times in DC, mm -hmm. supplies low. Mm -hmm. Uh DC's weird. You work with a lot of builders. Mm -hmm. I, so I'm sure Delivery times have been shifting with the supply chain stuff. Like, yeah. how, how's the last year been? It's been a kind of whirlwind, really trying not to have any expectations for anything and just kind of rolling with the punches, like, you know, not getting excitable. So, right. You know, and preparing all clients for anything. You know, like, listen, I know we're being told something, but that might not happen. And, like, having that, like, saying for everything. <laughs> Real estate related, right? Like uh, last night we were writing an offer for, as a buyer agent for a new condo that doesn't have CFO yet downtown on 6th Street. And, you know, the listing agent saying, oh, we'll have CFO in 40 or 50 days. And I told my client, like, this is what the listing agent's saying, do not plan around that. It could be, you know, hmm. 180 days. Like, we don't know. Right. You know, just like really trying to, like, drive it home to – all clients, sellers and buyers, about like anything is possible. Don't have expectations and just be open to rolling with the punches. Yeah, I think I think that's a good philosophy to kind of set that set the stage for that early yeah. in the process. Like the last thing you'd want to do is like fall in love with the dream home and it needs some renovations. It needs or they or they have to finish building mm -hmm. it and then lo and behold the uh, uh, you know, HVAC unit, the refrigerator, refrigerator, right? Yeah. It's, it's on a boat in Long Beach mm -hmm. and 
you can't there. get it. Yeah. And <laughs> they won't pass the final. And like, you know, and the, your buyers got the moving trucks out front. You know what I mean? It's just like the, the market right now doesn't care about your life. They don't care that you have movers. They don't care that your kid's school starts this date. Like nobody cares but you. You're right. trying to get that to your clients as nice as possible. Yeah, not everyone's you know? probably wanting to hear that message. Right. They don't. That's why you got to like <laughs> finesse it, you know. And um, but how is how has it been? Like how many, how many people are on your team now? So it's eight. That right. includes me and Anna in the eight. Okay. And I just hired two new agents. But even getting licenses, like getting your license, is taking forever. So now. ten ten licensees. So we'll have so. Once they are fully onboarded, right. 10 licensees. Okay. Well, my staff's licensed too. Okay. So I just hired my fifth employee. So 15 total bodies. Right. Um, so, 10 so. agents and five staff. Yeah, and that's, that's like, you know, I think that's about what our numbers are in terms of the ratio of, of supporting staff mm -hmm. to salespeople. And I, I think really like having one person in the support role for every two salespeople, you know, maybe three max mm -hmm. um, as you're getting bigger is, is a good number. Cause like if you want the sales agents to be productive and especially in a competitive market, they gotta be selling you know, They They need that support. Right. So, but how, how, how have you like trained, I guess, or passed on this idea to the, to the agents? of setting the expectations for your clients. I think expectation setting in this market is huge. Huge, so it's definitely not the easiest thing because lots of times, um, you know, when, you're, when we have our team meetings uh, every Tuesday, you're not sure if what you're saying is sinking in. Right. Um, especially we're still doing Zoom meetings, not in person, and it's hard to connect you know, lots of times you don't know if they have the window open on their laptop. They're not looking at me, <laughs> looking at, you know. I, th I think there's actually ways to Stop. monitor that on really? Zoom. Yeah. I got to explore that. <laughs> I think I think there's something in there that can let you know if they've like, moved the wind, like moved behind another, something else. Yeah. I got to look into that. <laughs> because, like, you, just, you don't know if it's sinking in, right? And I'll test. I'll, like, ask a question and then no one answers. I'm like, mm-hmm. Um, so I try my best to, to – um, you know, be repetitive, say the same important topics every week. So hopefully it sinks in eventually. Um, and then having more than just me available to help when there's an issue. So like Anna and I share the same mentality for, you know, how we uh, operate our businesses and they can call me or Anna and then my operations manager, same thing. So they can, they have three people they can call to get the same answer. Um, so being available whenever they need help or, or have issues. Um, but we're working on a, um, uh, what do you call it? Like a, like a book for our team, like a um, handbook, right? That has like our belief system, our, um, you know, down to like contract checklists, like just everything um, that we wanna be able to finish the first quarter this year to give out and actually have like our agents sign the handbook. So we'd be like, listen, man, like you signed this, like this is this, you signed this agreeing that you were all on the same page and how we want things done, you know? Right. Like a little bit more of a commitment in regards to, um, you know, having that uh, same vision and presenting the same um, 
vibe to our to our database and our clients. Yeah, I think I think that's key to standardize. And I, I talked about this on the episode with Rob. I don't know what number that is, but we just did that one recently. But standardizing as much of the process as you can, and and I kind of use the analogy like it's it's not as easy to do as like let's say making burgers at Mm -hmm. mcdonald's it's real estate everything is different there's going to be the situations where the moving trucks outside Mm -hmm. and the occupancy permit didn't come in yet or whatever but i I think the more you can standardize it and get your agents used to um you know doing repeatable processes Mm -hmm. the better equipped they'll be for when when stuff goes wrong and the more the more quickly you can grow right what it, what so what are the the growth plans for the team and, and trajectories? I, I remember, I think when you you, you spoke at the Hyperfast uh, event or were on the panel, first one. the first one, I think the first two. Yeah. Um, which by the way, if you're listening, the the fourth one's coming up in Boca Raton, Florida, February first and second. We're gonna teach real estate agents how to grow, scale businesses, build teams, build repeatable processes. Uh, two days. We got some amazing speakers lined up. It's hfasummit.com for tickets and information. Again, that's hfasummit.com. Um, but yeah, I think when you you spoke at that first one, I think maybe you were or the second one, you were just crossing a hundred million. Mm-hmm. So it was a couple of years ago. Now you've doubled. Yeah. Right? What was the key from going from a hundred million to two hundred million? So that wasn't growth in agents. Mm-hmm. It was growth in agent produ- current like agent productivity. Okay. Um, uh, and that was really it, you know, and that's what, cause that's, then I was focusing on that. Like I want a small team with a few high producing agents, right. but now that you still have a cap with that, right? You need bodies to continue to grow. And, um, now when we switch over to Zillow flex, um, that now is kind of our trajectory. My team has been performing really well in terms of in Zillow's eyes for their, what they fought, what they follow. And, uh, so the, Hopefully, I think in a few days here, this month, they're going to decide about redistribution. Um, and looks like we're on the path to get 15% more. So I kind of want to grow with the flex trajectory. It kind of has given us a path to, to grow. So that's why I hired these two new agents. What, what kind of cap have, or, or, or I guess, what, what kind of level maybe do, do you think the productive agents on your team get to? So... My, like, average, I mean, Anna's, like, Anna's going to do 90 million this year, probably. So her aside. That's a lot. It's a lot, <laughs> yeah. Um, and she did 74 last year. Um, like, like Nick Vezaga, uh, Josh Warner, like, these guys have been with me for a while. Like, they're doing, like, 10 to 20 million a year, which is great. You know, it's solid income um, for, all, for me, for them. Um, they, they're busy enough to like, they know their stuff, right? They don't require a lot of help for me anymore. And, um, and they're like, they're still growing. Like, I hope that next year they'll both be between 20 and 30 million. What do you think's the, like the difference between Anna, 90 million, and then these guys, 20 million? I think. And how how do they? That's a great question. You know, I think Anna, um, has a really big network here. Right. Um, and she works like from the second she wakes up to while she's in bed, like she's working. Laptops open, phones, like she's multitasking like crazy. 
she's just like like because i just see it that's how i was you know and i just you're just always working it just is what it is you, just, you don't think about it and um and she's great at getting clients from her clients she's insane you yeah. know like like the referral network she's created her clients like every day i figure her phone rings and it's like hey we have someone we want you know to refer you that's just by doing Do you have time job. to work with them exactly <laughs> yeah. you know and it's a happy medium of like po posting like i've had clients in the past tell me that like oh we thought you were too busy they didn't even call me you know because mm. everybody knows five agents right you know it's very hard to be that agent for them every time um yeah that can be kind of i think sometimes the double-edged sword on on content is Clients can think you're so busy yeah. that you don't want certain types of business, yeah. et cetera. No, totally, man. And it's it's great. I mean, like, and I think, like. Is, is, does uh, Anna have an assistant or showing agents or anything like, mm -hmm. that uh, help her out, support her? She has an assistant. <coughs> okay. Anna. It's very confusing. Yeah. Anna and Anna. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, and, uh, and she has a, a designer that helps with, like, you know, staging her listings and stuff, like, part-time person. And, um, you know, I think it's crazy because, like, I see my whole team getting there. Like, our, a couple of our new agents are going like this, you know. They've really adopted the Zillow Flex program. And because um, if you have these, if you take the leads that are coming in and you capitalize on it, each lead you should get three to five transactions from. So you can quickly grow, you know, to just a huge book of business. And a few of our new agents, two of our new agents really are just crushing that. So Yeah, I, I think at some point, and I don't know, it obviously depends on your market, transaction size, price point, competitiveness, all of that, you know, 20, 30 million, um, you're going to cap out and need some admin help, some showing support yep. to, to grow beyond that. So putting the work ethic aside and just the love that clients have for Anna, you know, it's also the support of Anna and, mm -hmm. and these other. So I think that's probably something to look at when these people start hitting 25, 30 million is, yeah. all right, what kind of support mm -hmm. do I need to build around each of them to get them to double up from there? Right. And we have, so in the meantime, which might not be a forever solution, we have uh, created that support system with each other. So we just have a WhatsApp text chain because we're not big enough to not, not be able to utilize that. Right. And um, whenever someone needs something or help with something, we just put a message in the WhatsApp. Yes, you guys should move to Signal. Signal, is that better? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They, Similar yeah. thing. Oh, they, they, it's they, like they don't, private. It's decentralized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, don't, they don't have your... I have it on my phone. Uh, I just know. never used it. Yeah. yeah. Face, Facebook's not monitoring your, your yeah. chats. <laughs> We, that's a good, we might, I have it. I have never like used it. I've heard it's amazing. So maybe we'll do that. Thank you for that. And, um, we just put like a message out on the chain. Like, Hey, like I need help with a home inspection or can you show my clients on Tuesday? And we have like a payment structure that we all pay each other. So like if you need help showing, uh, on a Saturday, no matter who you are on the team, you put the message out and we all, we all can help each other. Assuming we're licensed in that area, right? And it's like for showings, fifty bucks for the first door, twenty bucks each door after that. Home inspections are fifty bucks an hour. Um, we have a full time runner who's in the field all the time. Anybody can use. Um, so it's and he's licensed. So it's like we have this kind of like support system that 
for the size we are now works great because everybody can get some side cash and help each other out. But as we grow, like when you say you get to 50 agents, it's probably much harder to do. Like, hey, just throw a message out to like, you know, no one's gonna like follow a message board that has like 50 people in it that's like, you know. Maybe they will. I, I mean, I, I, think, I think, you know, on our team, we've got close to 80 agents now. People will send out stuff showing help. Okay, got it covered. This, yeah. that, and the other. It's still. Um, and I don't know if they're primarily doing that through email or they, I think some of the people are on Slack. So there's, mm -hmm. there's all these different ways to yeah. do it. Text chains, email, Slack, WhatsApp, Telegram, yeah. Signal, which my favorite for some reason but, uh, <laughs> but but i think slack could be something you know yeah, you can build out I've channels heard like showing help channel inspection channel yeah uh the, the thing i like about slack is you know let's let's say there's typical kind of faqs that that people have yeah. right like what do i do in this home inspection situation or what do i do about this appraisal or contract right you can have all these channels in it and someone new joins the organization mm -hmm. They can they can see those archives of past oh, cool. thing. Which, can you, you like know, pin things too? Yeah, there's yeah. all sorts of ways to organize it. And, see, we need and, something like that. So there's there's tons of really cool tools out there. Yeah. for that. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I've heard a lot about Slack, and as we grow, like I, I definitely want to start honing in more on uh, like the organizational structure of like how we communicate with each other. Um, like we have like the only systems we have now are Boomtown and um zen list and uh yeah that's that's really it you know and are you i think you're you on brokerment or, or no time you well, were, we, think, we, we you were before me. boomtown yeah. bought them and now boomtown just bought them okay so we might reincorporate it back in um i think they have their own e-sign program too we use docusign right so i don't know i mean um long and foster has its own commission tracking back end so it's like how many of the same thing do you need? Right. There's, there's, you know, a lot of, you can quickly have this like system creep right. where you, you add this thing, then you add this, and now you have like five redundant systems. And you're, you're billing. Do like, some of the same things, but quite a little bit. This different. has one extra thing, yeah. you know? And, you know, Boomtown, I don't know how long, I don't even know if, we, like, Boomtown's great, like, if every single agent uses all the functionality out of it. But like if they're just using it for like having their client list, there's things that cost 20 bucks a month that would do that rather than, you know, four grand a month. So we're trying to explore like different systems because the website, no one's going to like use our website, like to search Boomtown's website. They'll use Redfin, Zillow. Yeah. That's why we got Zenlist to hopefully help, you know, keep them off of those sites once they become I buyers. I agree. It's, it's kind of, it's hard to build a like IEX site or something that is going to be better than what billion dollar companies are putting out in, and constantly now. making better right. and better. Yeah. Zenless is pretty good. You know, I, I've, I've, we've had, it's, we just started using it, but, um, have had great success with that so far. What, um, so you said going from a hundred million to 200 million, it was like about improving the productivity of the team members beyond, you know, 200 to, your next jump up is going to be about adding more people. Uh, what about, you know, getting to the hundred million? How, how, what were the keys to, you know, getting to, to doing a hundred million? That's, that's a huge number, by the way, just that, that yeah. alone. Like how, that was mainly the just to that? me growing my personal business. Okay. So when we got to that hundred million mark, I was 
about 95 million. Uh, once we know, once we got to like 150, I was like 95 million. But when we were at 100, I was probably like 70, 74. Right. And like, so it was really my personal business growth. And, but looking back now, that really took away from accelerating the rest of my agents because I was so focused on my own business that like, you know, I was expecting them to just grow like I grew. Right. You know, which isn't realistic. So now I want to like have been and want to keep focusing more on the growth and be much more selective with my own business. Like I don't care anymore that, oh, I'm going to do 100 million myself. When you're a team, like no one cares. No one even knows that. Right. So it's like um, I would like I've really started to enjoy working with developers, like actually enjoy it. And that's kind of what, and then like select clients that, you know, are friends, family, past clients, whatever. Um, and uh, so that's kind of where my time has been gravitating what's, towards. What's the developer business like? Like working you? with uh, like counter developers, single family developers. Um, you know, I enjoy the how process. How many of those finish. guys are you working with now? Man. Sounds like a lot. <laughs> the, the list is probably like, you know, 25 or 30. Yeah. But, you know, it all depends because these guys work with lots of different agents, depending on who brings right. them the deal or um, whatever the circumstance of that of that deal is. So, um, but I enjoy building the relationship with them, like a meaningful relationship that has like intention and in, 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 in like an actual friendship, not just like, oh, you sold your one house and I probably won't talk to you again for five years, right? Right. This is like a constant relationship growth and I like enjoy that. I like... I'm a social guy, you know, and a lot of these a lot of these developers have become like very good friends of mine outside of work, you know, and um, that's been the most fun part of it all. And um, I, I also like seeing something through, like helping with the design, helping with like modeling the floor plans to what the market demand is, um, really like feeling like I'm invested in it with them. And, you know, when something sells, I'm like, oh, wow, that's partly because I said to build this product. Right. You know. So it's, it's very satisfying. What do you think the key is, you know, if someone's listening out there, thinks, oh, this is cool, developer business. Uh, how do they go out and get that if they've never done it? My path was a unique one. Um, mine was more organic. Uh, it's very hard to just go get developer clients because they have, they can choose whoever they want. Right. You know, like literally any age that they want. Like, like I want Carrie and Dan. If they're big enough, like, they'll get Carrie and Dan, right? Like, it's like, it's it's so ultra competitive. So if you find a deal, which is the hardest part, you're in. Um, if you're new, you're not guaranteed the out sale, but you gotta make it clear you want it, you know? Um, and the other part is like being the most insane buyer agent of all time. And that was my path. Like mm. in DC, I work with so many buyers and I got to know all little boutique developments because like Trent Heminger and like Jen Smira, these big mega agents that had, you know, all the listings, I would always call them and be like, hey guys, like I got, like these are the buyers I have, what do you have coming up? Like what's not on the market, right? And I'd go show these stuff, like off market properties that are under construction or whatever. And I just started selling all these things because I was excited about the new construction stuff and that excitement rubbed off of my buyers. Most of my buyers were like my age, first time home buyers, they were into the same kind of real estate that I was into, kind of. And I started selling a ton of them and then finally, um, 
a few like the the private lenders kept seeing my name come across their desk mm. as the buyer agent. And when they started taking a few deals back, they were like, hey, Barack, you've been selling so much of this stuff, it's about time that you actually listed, you know, the product because you're actually the one selling it. And I was like, shit, okay. So I started, I got my first listing, which was like a take back, right? So it was like a little bit of a messy deal, but got it done. And then they gave me another one and another one. And then when a developer would ask like, who should I use to the, and the money really controls a lot of it. Like, hey, give Barack a shot right. or give Barack a call. And then they just started to snowball when I would have success and I'd made, I would overpost my success on social media, which a lot of developers are on social media. And um, that's kind of, that was kind of my path. Yeah, I, I think, you know, you can bring them a deal, you can bring them capital, um, you know, or, or you can bring them a track record. It sounds like right. you kind of bootstrapped your way to the track record right. and then kind of got in through the, the lender. Yeah network uh, and I still really find deals I mean that's a full-time job and I don't I mean that's like my time is spent uh, molding relationships and managing the team and selling so the developers are bringing you deals just because of what you've built up yeah and if I I feel like I could definitely I've lost a few developers because of money yeah um, and capital and uh, and they were nice enough to tell me that's why you know just like Brock we love you you're great but like this money is so good. I have to, the agent's good enough too. Like I have to take, you know, not yeah. gonna not. It's hard when you're competing against uh, Robert Redkin's uh, war chest that yeah, he's given like, to some people. I know, man, it's like, <laughs> what, what can I do to that? You know, and so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm exploring some options to try to compete in that yeah. realm too. So I don't lose that business or at least be able to give them an option of money. Um, I don't have the capital that's, moves the needle, a needle enough for a developer yet personally, but friends that do. So I'm working on some unique offerings with in, in, in that regard, but um, yeah. Sp speaking of capital, I know we, we talked a little bit, you're, you're obviously selling a lot of homes, um, buying some sports cars, of course. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, you know, your thing, but uh, also real estate, mm -hmm. right? What, what kind of real estate are you buying or so looking at or interested in? I bought my first investment property with the influence of one of my good buddies, this guy, Brandon Brittingham, who's a big Long and Foster agent, like Salisbury, Ocean City area. Does, says he sells like 400, 500 homes a year. Um, and he owns, I don't know, three, 400 doors. And um, the numbers, like, like DC, it's hard to cash flow. Right. Well, there, it's, it's like three, 4% cap rates. <laughs> yeah, there it's all cash flow. Like my first house I bought there for like 90 grand, rents for 1200 a month. Yeah, so pretty good. It's just 1.25 percent a, a month. It's just like you know what I mean. And there's no yep. basements there. They're two level houses. It's 500 bucks a room, basically for Salisbury students. And um, I bought a new construction house out there for 140 something thousand. It rents for 1600 a month. Um, it, it's just been easy, you know. And so I have five houses out there with Brandon. Brandon manages them. Um, I own a few with him and his partner Rich. Um, it's just easy and it cash flows. I'm not like. I didn't buy it like, oh my gosh, it's going to appreciate like crazy. But buy it, depreciate it, buy another one, and just kind of have like a cash flow, you know, stockpile. Help pay for those supercars. Exactly. <laughs> which, uh, which one's your favorite, by the way? Oh, they're so different. Uh, probably my first one that I bought, which is 2006 Ferrari F430 Spider. It's like a mechanical car, no, 
you know, navigation system. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, no, you know, it's just raw, like, single clutch F1 shifter. So, like, when you shift it, it's, like, jerks, you know? And um, I put exhaust on it so it's loud and smell the gas. Like, you just reek of gas when you're done driving it. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's an actual escape. It's like I, like when I'm going skiing or something. Like, I can't talk on the phone. I'm just focusing on driving. Right. It's a great, like, mental, you know, almost like a weird way to meditate. I don't know. Awesome. Well, you, you know, you, you selling $200 million with, with just – a few number of people <laughs> develop relationships. You you need the break, I'm sure. Yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. I can't even imagine them stepping into your shoes. It's like uh, I always like, you know, when I'm feeling like overwhelmed, I actually look, you know, to you and Carrie, and I'm like, man, these guys are doing and accomplishing so much, and um, I'm like, I you know, I I gotta step my game up. So I I thank you and Carrie for you know keeping me motivated and driven to show like what is possible and how much more growth I can, I can get to. Yeah. You're, you're just getting started, man. <laughs> this, I hope this, so. This is the beginning. Yeah, man. Well, this has been amazing, uh, having you on the show, um, and just, just hearing the tremendous growth you've had over the last year. So before we end, I always like to do a hyper fast round. If you're ready for some rapid fire questions. Yeah. All right. What's your biggest piece of advice to a new agent? Join a team. What's the biggest mistake you see seasoned real estate agents make? Getting comfortable and, and complacent with their business model mm. because you have agents that, you know, are constantly changing and with how our whole world's changing and they're going to continue to succeed. But when you get comfortable before you know it, you'll be like, why is my number? Why are my numbers going down? Cause you're doing the same thing. Yeah. Good one. What's the biggest challenge you've had in business and how do you overcome it? Biggest challenge was tackling my ego and uh, realizing that I was my biggest um, roadblock. All right. When you're not selling homes or working on the team, uh, what do you do for fun? Drive supercars. Drive supercars. <laughs> Last one. Where do you yeah. see yourself five years from now? Uh, five years from now, uh, breaking 500 million a year. Half a billion a year. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot, but uh, I know I can get there. Just got to find the right path. Well, I'm excited to, to watch that happen, have you back on when, when you do cross that threshold. Um, thank you for being on the show. If people mm -hmm. want to learn more about what you do, get in touch with you, um, talk DC real estate, how should they connect with you? Um, they can connect with me on Instagram. My handle is just Barack Sky, B-A-R-A-K-S-K-Y, um, or on our Sky Group Instagram, which is the underscore Sky underscore group, and uh, or email me Barack at the Sky Group dot com. Just just do Barack Sky. It's too many too many yeah. too many keys with those underscores. Yeah. It's Barack Sky. Yeah. That's easy. Yeah. All right. Well, connect with Barack. Thank you for being on the show. Yeah, man. To all of our listeners and viewers out there, thanks for tuning in. Please leave us some comments, some feedback. Let us know. Uh, what you liked, what you didn't, and share this with someone that you think could benefit from seeing it or hearing it as well. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyper Fat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyper Fat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests and improve our shows. So give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.